All right, guys, welcome to episode two of the Winning Program Podcast. Let's go, Dom. Dominic. Domino's here. Yes, sir. <laughs> Let's go. All right, so for today's episode, um, we're going to be opening up with the Suns and Clippers Western Conference Finals Series, mm-hmm. games three and four. Our reviews on that and preview for the series going forward, however many games that's going to continue to last. Mm-hmm. Um, then we're going to continue on to talk about Hawks and Bucks in the Eastern Conference Finals, and we'll talk about games um, two and three and a preview for game four, um, along with some Trey Young appreciation yes, and sir. talking more about the Hawks and Clippers after. So without further ado, let's Sounds get into close. this one. The Suns, Suns and Clippers. And Clippers. G- game. So Dominic. Oh, yeah. Yeah, go ahead, man. Go ahead, man. <laughs> I was going to say, game three, you know, just a terrible, terrible shooting day for Book, you know, because when Book had the mask on, everyone thought he was going to go off, like, triple-double 40-point again, but it just didn't mm-hmm. happen. He was he had 15 points. It just didn't shoot well. It just The team didn't shoot well, and the Clippers had momentum. They dropped that game. And uh, same thing with Game 4, like the shooting day was not there. Both teams had like 80 points, but the Suns had 84. And uh, good, I guess good defensive game from DA, picking up 22 rebounds. That was pretty good. Definitely got the MVP Definitely. for that game. Got the MVP <laughs> for that game. And yeah, I mean, going into Game 5, heading back to the Valley. I, I think I think Suns will close it out. Bet, bet. Along with all of that, let's just touch back on Game 3 and Game 4, get more in-depth on that to give an explanation. So obviously, sure. Game th- game 3 came in, the Suns were up um, 2-0 walking into Game That's 3. Right. That's First game played in L.A. Um, Suns had the opportunity to go up 3-0 and officially close out this series. Um, but the Clippers came out and they were fighting, you know. Um, they definitely had some firing their shoes you know came out they won 100 to 92 Mm -hmm. came out paul george came out he said all right i need a score i got you he won 27 points 15 rebounds eight assists on nine of 26 shooting from the field and three of 11 from three he came out and he had to score so that's what he did and then reggie jackson Reggie Jackson came out 23 points, 3 assists on 9 of 17 shooting and 3 of 8 from 3. So mm-hmm. decent efficiency for both of them, you know, just going up, you know, putting up shots at volume, trying to score without Kawhi Leonard on the court, obviously their best player, best scorer by far. And then you had Ivica Zubak, mm-hmm. great center, you know. Yeah, double-double. Yep, 15.16 rebounds. He really kind of showed DA that night, you know. I mean, let's not even disrespect mm-hmm. DA because mm-hmm. DA played well that game as mm-hmm. well. He had 18 points and nine rebounds, and he shot the ball oh, really yeah. well, taking 13 and only missing four. But as you said, the Suns just didn't have it. Tell me about Paul and Booker shooting. Paul and Booker shooting? I mean, it was five of 21. Yeah, like Booker eight of Booker was eight of 22 that game. Wait, no, hold on, wrong game. No, game three, game three. <laughs> Yeah, game three. So Booker is five twenty one. Chris Paul is five nineteen. So, I mean, right there was a big issue. Yeah. Um. Obviously, yeah. they still got the assists out. Um. Paul with twelve. Booker with five. Um. But yeah. they, they just couldn't score. Um. I mean, for me personally, Booker doesn't have an excuse. You know, he's 
the top scorer on this team. That's his job every night. So that was That's a bad true. game on him, even with the broken nose and everything. Yeah. But the one thing that you do have to realize with Chris Paul is that, yes, he shot 5 of 19, looked really out of it, you know. Um, he wasn't taking advantage of switches. Like, sometimes Zubak would be guarding him, and while Chris Paul is miles faster than him, he would settle for, like, a contested three-point shot, which isn't the best, obviously. But we That's do right. also have to remember that this was Chris Paul's first came back from having COVID and being out for 11 days. Um, yeah, just he needs to get a feel for it. I think he got a feel for it on, uh, yes, a couple days ago, game four. Definitely, because um, Coach Monty Williams played him 39 minutes, you know. He looked tired out there, um, had a couple, had a rough night, of course. But um, playing those 39 minutes after having COVID for 11 days or however long he had it, um I think it was a good way to get him in shape for the rest of the series and the rest of the playoffs in general. Yes, sir. I mean, even the shoot, all of the shooting day wasn't there. I mean, he he got a better feel for the the game to close out the possibly the series and on the way to the finals. Yep. And then, so now this game ends. You know, the Clippers shoot better. They play great defense. Patrick Beverly once again is on Booker's head. You know chasing him around screens, blocking his his shots. He's running. Yep, he's on his head. The Clippers shot well from downtown. Um, Let's see. Yeah, the Clippers shot well from downtown. The Suns only shot 39% from the field, so they just, they they couldn't buy a bucket, you know, missing open threes. But um, the Clippers won this game in LA, and they took all the momentum with them going into game four in a game that they really should have won. What do you think? The Clippers, they should have won that. They could have won that game. They really could have. With, like, the, the clutch free throws that Paul George missed. He missed another free Paul throw. Paul George. Paul George. <laughs> what was it? It was, yeah. um, was it, like, 81-78? And then Paul George missed that one free throw? Or something like that? It was something like that, yeah. He had to, he had to, so the job. All he had was to make the first one and miss the second one. But he missed the first one. Then, so. Yeah, but he missed the first one. So and, he and had to I'm, miss the second one to get possession back. Yeah. Yeah. I remember Don't even Bo- get me started on what Marcus Cousins did. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> no. I remember Boogie. He just hit it on the backboard, try, you know, try to get that rebound. just didn't work out. I mean, my boy what, has been what was in the, call? the NBA for so many years. What was the oh, call? my goodness. I mean, it's a free throw violation because um, to be, to have the um, ability to obtain an offensive rebound off a of free throw, the free throw, the ball has to hit the rim. Yes, sir. The shot has to hit the rim. Marcus Cousins just threw that thing at the top of the backboard. What are you doing, bro? <laughs> but, yeah, this game ended 84-80, to 80, um, and it was a straight defensive clinic, game four of the Western Conference Finals in L.A. The Suns won 84-80. The Sun shot thirty six from the thirty six percent from the field, which is terrible, and the Clippers shot thirty two and a half percent from the field, which is terrible. Sun yeah, both shot terrible twenty percent from downtown. Twenty percent from downtown for the Suns, sixteen percent for the Clippers. No one could score to save their life at all. It was, it was incredible, you know. It was a sloppy game. What do you think is happening tonight? Game, game five. I mean, we got to keep on looking at Game 4 before I even say anything game five? about Game 5. Because Suns missed three free throws all game. The Clippers missed 11. 
and you can take off probably like three of those because of what happened in the clutch. But still, yeah. this was a team that was the best free, like one of the best free throw shooting teams in the league. And Paul George. They've had, they've had such a hard time making free throws in these playoffs. But one of the biggest talking points of this game was DeAndre Ayton. Dominic, take it away. DeAndre Ayton. Game four, 19 points, 22 boards, four blocks, I believe. <clears throat> Just a great defensive game. Like, if you can't score points, got to be defensive. And they did that. They held Definitely. the Clippers down. Man, incredible, incredible. DeAndre Ayton had 22 rebounds, as Dominic just said, and that's an incredible feat because it's such, so hard to get. But the surprising thing here is that regardless of DeAndre Ayton's board dominance, the Suns only had eight more rebounds than the Clippers, and out of all those eight yeah. rebounds, the Suns only had two more offensive rebounds than the Clippers, which means that despite DeAndre Ayton playing phenomenal, the Suns just didn't rebound as well as DeAndre Ayton made it look. Like, DeAndre Ayton pulled so much weight for the team on Saturday night. It was really impressive. Yeah. Someone needed and to step up. To get, yep. And then we also got to get into the portion of the game where it was 71-70 to 70 Suns at the beginning of the fourth quarter. Uh-huh. Yeah, Clippers, from they could have had it. From there on, the score stayed the same for... What felt like an eternity. I sat down and watched this whole game. Felt like 20 minutes. It was probably like five game minutes, but this felt like an eternity. The Clippers made defensive stop after defensive stop on the Phoenix Suns. Chris Paul was missing shots. Devin Booker was missing shots. Aiton was missing shots. Even had one or two fouls there in the fourth quarter. And then the Clippers kept on going on offense. But on shots to either tie, I mean, not even tie because they were down one, on shots to take the lead in that five-minute span, the Clippers shot 0 of 12. Not clutch. Not clutch. 0 of 12. Yeah. They could not buy a basket until Chris Paul went like five minutes later through an alley-oop to DeAndre Ayton. He made it. Suns are up three. All the momentum is with the Suns. The Clippers had every chance to take the momentum and win this game. Of those 12 field goals, absolutely. Oh my goodness, they could not buy. They could not put the ball in the bucket. Paul George missed six of those 12 shots. And I believe Reggie Jackson missed four of those 12 shots. And then hmm, the other two, one was a Zubak mid-range off an inbound, which made no sense. And I do not remember what the, the last one was. But... It was so frustrating to see, you know. Yeah. Because I'm like, I'm not a Clippers fan at all. I do not like the Clippers, but I like Paul George a lot, and for him to have this opportunity to help the team, and just not being able to put in the decisive performance, you know, it's it's frustrating. Yeah, it is frustrating because like those are like Paul George and Reggie Jackson. Those are guys who usually, you know, get the buckets for the Clippers, and they couldn't make one of the 12 in clutch moments, like in the fourth queue. None of them. You're really right. And obviously with the missed free throw in the clutch, um, you saw the pain of the Clippers fans, the frustration of NBA fans that didn't want the Suns to win or that were cheering for the Clippers. Yeah. Um, and obviously it brought back the pandemic P jokes. Um, yeah, the... <laughs> way off P. Yeah. So, um, 
I mean, what do you think about that? Is it really pandemic P again? The Paul George slander? Yes. I mean, it's like right now it's starting to look like it, but again, he's had an incredible run in the playoffs. Like, he he did good in the Mavericks when Kawhi went out. He led he led them past the Mavericks in a seven game series. Yeah. And then again I guess the Jazz. A six game series, a respectable good jazz team that got the number one seed in the West, took him down six and Didn't he have like a thirty eight and sixteen game in that series versus the Jazz? Uh, I think he might have, yeah. It was like, like the, the first game Kawhi went out. Yeah, came like, up and he was incredible. And other guys like uh, Man, he stepped up in that one big game. Mm-hmm. Was that game six? Yeah. 39 points? Yes, game six. Oh, my goodness. He and, had every corner three he took in that game. <laughs> and it's just like Paul George and like the smaller stars stepping up. Mm-hmm. So, mad respect for the Clippers. Yeah, definitely. But um, my stance on the um, Paul George slander is that, while, yes, he's a superstar currently and he should be playing well, um, mm-hmm. people don't take into account context. Back in 2013-2014, this man was pushing peak LeBron James, arguably the greatest player of all time, in the Miami Heat Big 3 in the Eastern Conference Finals to 6-7 games. He was incredible going toe-to-toe with the best players in the league in 2014. And then, to take you back to a dark memory, he broke his leg playing with Team USA, right? Was it that following summer? I think it was. Broke his leg. I don't know how someone would feel, but um, if you haven't seen the photo, I recommend you do not look it up. This man, Paul George, literally saw his bone broken in half, sticking out of his leg. If if that doesn't do something to you mentally, I don't know what does. And the fact that the man came out of rehab after over a year with that broken leg, came out, came back as an Balling out. even improved player, superstar status, carried the Pacers, left the Pacers, went to Oklahoma, and regardless of some playoff struggles, in his second season in Oklahoma, he had um, an MVP caliber season, a defensive player of the year caliber season. I mean, if that isn't the greatest comeback in NBA history, yeah, I don't know sir. what is. I, I, I think that is. is. Yeah, I was just gonna say he made, he was even a better player, even before Definitely. the injury. It's crazy, and he got yeah, and then, yeah. He finished top three MVP in 2018, right? And then top five defensive player of the year. And you know, not many non-bigs win defensive player of the year anymore. Michael Jordan is like the the um, most successful guard to win that award in history, but not many guards have won it since. It's always big men, you know. Yeah. Um, Rudy Gobert these days. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, Gobert um, snatching three of them. I know. So that's really my stance on the Paul George slander. Obviously, now the Clippers are down 3-1. Um, I really don't think they're coming out of this series. Um, they could possibly try and win Game 5 in Phoenix, as every game in this series has been close. Um, mm. We'll have to see, but it looks like the Suns are going to the NBA Finals representing the Wets this year. How do you feel? Well, I think, uh, you know, if it happens, like, you never know what happens, but if it happens, I think it'll be a, just a great comeback year. Because they, they, they went 8-0 in the playoffs, and, you know, they didn't get to go. 
Oh yeah, in the, the Nets. Last year. I mean, the Nets Maybe ruined it, but that's all right. So yeah, just a yeah. good comeback here for the team and Chris Paul too. Chris Getting Chris Paul, Paul. Has changed the franchise. Yeah, it was just an absolute momentum shift when we got Chris Paul. It'd be I'd like great. To bring up one, I'd like to bring up one more fact. Um, the Suns only scored 84 points, and this season NBA teams are undefeated when they um, hold their opponents to under 85 points. The Clippers held their opponents under 84, 85 points with 84 incredible defense, but they didn't win. <laughs> they got 80. They got 80. Yeah, they got 80. Not enough. <laughs> Not enough through four quarters. They did only have 36 in the first half, though, so that was one talking point. The Suns were up big at half. Yeah, just bad shooting days. Mm-hmm, definitely. So, um, that about wraps it up for the Western Conference Finals. Um, yeah, we got the East. We got the East. We got the East. All right, so before last episode, um, the Hawks had taken game one in Milwaukee to yeah. take the series with the 1-0 lead currently. But ever since... It's been I think Coach Budenholzer, Coach Budenholzer, listened to the podcast. Huh? What do you think, Dominic? Dude, you might listen to podcasts. My boy listened to the podcast because guess what? The Bucks are up two zero now. Yeah, they won. They won two straight. I honestly <laughs> expected that from the Bucks, though. Just knowing them. I mean, yeah, they're the better team. Better team by far. Game two ended in a one hundred twenty-five to ninety-one blowout win for the Milwaukee Bucks, who were up. 77 to 45 at halftime. Yep. Just a great game. You know why? Why? They, they shut down the, their offense in one player. Trey Young got shut down. Trey Young had 15 points, I think three assists and like two rebounds on six of 16 shooting and one of eight from three. He couldn't get anything to go. The defense was really well and they stopped their drop coverage in this game too. They would switch on the pick and roll, but instead of Brook Lopez dropping, he would press up a little closer on Trey Young to, you know, take away his mid-range shot while still trying to stop the alley-oop lob to the roll man. Yep. And then the help defender would come over because, you know, how the Hawks play with two shooter with the shooter in each corner. The man guarding that shooter would slightly come in just to close Trey Young's space down, and that really um, affected him. A lot in this game, and since he's their only source of offense, easy work for the Bucks, you know. Yep, shut down Trayon. Yep, Hawk shot like twenty five percent from three in that game, which still isn't good enough. And yeah, Bucks I saw took that game easy. I saw Trey Young like shooting up three, like shooting up three pointers that weren't kind of going. He just had to shoot him up, just forcing it up. Yep. It was like yeah. good defense, so that was great. Definitely. Giannis came out, he played well. I think it was like 25 points and 9 rebounds, or was it 9 assists? And he shot 11 of 18 from the field, really solid game. Drew Holiday played decently, 22 points, like 7 assists, on 9 of 14 shooting and 3 of 4 from 3. He was making his 3-pointers, that's always good. Um, And Brooke Lopez, who I don't like at all. He had 16 points on 6 of 8 shooting and three or five from three so he as well was accurate in helping the team well but um this game too wasn't too kind to chris middleton who only had 15 yeah. points terrible 
15 points. Sure, he's on a max contract. But then guess what Chris Middleton did? <laughs> guess what he did in uh, game three? Guess what he did in the following game? After having two underwhelming games, Chris Middleton comes out in game three, and when the game's in the balance in the fourth quarter, Chris Middleton scores 20 points in the fourth quarter to lead the Milwaukee Bucks over the Atlanta Hawks. Uh, yes, sir. Middleton finishes the game with 38 points, 7 assists, and 11 rebounds Near on 15 of 26 goal. shooting. Tell me about it. Why is he so inconsistent, but when he plays like this, he's so good? I don't know. It's just... I don't know. I just think an inconsistent player. I mean, I don't know. really want to say about that. But, he plays like this every game, man. Well, yeah, it's an if he, easy championship. If he if he starts to play like this, the Hawks, the, I mean, the Bucks can close down five easily. If he plays like this for the continuing games, it, it, three point shooting is fifty percent, so that's great. Yep. In game four, the Bucks won this game one thirteen to one o two. The Hawks had multiple ten point leads, but um, in the second half, the Bucks came alive. We know and really pushed the tempo and the pace. Um, Giannis played well, you know, 33 points, 11 rebounds, 4 assists. Um, Bobby Portis came off the bench and played really well with 15 points. Um, but the main talking point was um, Trey Young in this game. 35 points. Trey Young got injured by the ref. The referee literally injured Trey Young. You think I was done on purpose? No, of course not. Of course not. Obviously, exactly. we're going to... Obviously, for clickbait, everyone's saying that the ref injured Trey Young. The real context was Trey Young was just trying to make the move. The ref was too close behind him. Trey Young brings one foot back, steps on the ref's leg, and results in an ankle injury for him. Yep. And that's think... really bad because he worked ankle braces on both ankles like Steph Curry, and he still got hurt. You think he'll be back for uh, Game Four? Yes, he should be back. Um, they they had an MRI and I guess an X-ray as well, and they classified it as a bone bruise earlier today. Um, he's listed as questionable, but there's no way he doesn't play tomorrow. He had 35 points, so I mean, wasn't was shut good. down again. He was good. He was good. Um, but I think he had 32 points up until that point. And was it the third quarter when he stepped on the ref? I'm not sure. Um, I think. But whenever it happened after that, he only scored like two or three points. Just really couldn't help the offense. He was he was sitting in the corner a lot, which is so unusual because their offense runs through him. He normally always has a ball in his hands. Um, yeah. But um, for the Hawks, if they do want to win this series, you know, they're going to need continued great performances from Danilo Gallinari off the bench. He's playing well. Last night he had 18 points off the bench. Um, he shoots a three well, plays decent defense for someone his size, and um, he's just a bright spot off the bench. Yeah, and they're surrounding Tony step up because, like, Bogdanovich from game three, two of ten from the three point, three of 16 on field goals. That's not good at all. Yeah, just surrounding talent. And Kevin Herter, too. 4 of 11 on field goals. 
The one thing that we don't talk about enough as well is um, also John Collins. John Collins didn't play bad at all. 13 mm. points, 8 rebounds, 6 of 8 from the field, 1 of 2 from 3. And he played great defense when Giannis was driving. You know, he was a great help defender or on-ball defender if he had to be. But I feel like the he doesn't get enough plays on offense. Everything runs through Trey Young that... John Collins, who's another up-and-coming star, just isn't getting that chance, you know. He gets some nice lobs, though, like that nice that nice lob from Trey. Oh, yeah, definitely. He, of course, gets those lobs. But he's also a good shooter. Um, he's a post-threat. He has a decent post-game, you know. Um, and it's something that the Hawks should really look to attack because John Collins is a capable 20-10 and 10 producer. But he just doesn't get enough um, plays run through him to average those type of numbers. And if John Collins could play at that level, there would be more defensive attention geared towards him, giving Trey Young more space to take over when he has to, and that would just make the Hawks even better. Yes, sir. But yep. No, I, I see the going... Bucks closing out. I yep. see them closing After... out. After going down 1-0, the Milwaukee Bucks won two straight. They're up 2-1. So we're saying Bucks in five? But I think it's going to be Bucks in five. Yeah, I think it's going to be Bucks in five. I think they're going to continue this role in the next two um, because Trey Young's not 100% healthy anymore. Um, without him, they the have Hawks. no chance. It's a great run by the Hawks. Trey Young made himself a top-five point guard in the league, in my opinion. Yes, sir. Le- leading his Hawks to the conference finals. People yes. think they would have been exited first round by the Knicks. So I had them losing to the Knicks in seven games in the first round. They went up to New York and beat them in five. I, I think I had Atlanta in six, I'm pretty sure. I, just talented yeah. team. Trey Young, Ice Trey. Yes, sir. I know. And then the second round series, there was no way they were getting through Philly. The way Joel Embiid played that series, if you look at specifically at Embiid's performance that series, you're like, yeah, there's no way that the Hawks won. Yeah, but like, they found a way to win seven games. Wow. It's Ben Simmons, Ben Simmons. Ben Simmons, man. They gotta <laughs> trade him. You think he's going to Portland? There have been rumors of Ben Simmons for C.J. McCollum, but that doesn't make too much sense for the Philadelphia 76ers. And now that um, Damian Lillard is unhappy, there are reports of Simmons and a bunch of picks and other players for Damian Lillard and then maybe another bad contract on the Blazers team. Do you think that's even a possibility, Ben Simmons for Dame? Possibly, I mean, if picks are involved and like possibly like other role players, then yeah, it could, it'll go through. But I don't know, just 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 a straight up trade for those two. But I don't know. I don't mm-hmm. think that will not work. That work. Yeah, but the question is, if the question isn't really, if, if, can Philly put up a good trade offer? Because they can definitely put up together a great package. But the question is, can another team do better? You know. I'm just wondering. Um, I'm just wondering if the six will give Simmons more time. You think they will? I don't think they will. They've tried too long. Joel Embiid is what now? Twenty-seven, twenty-eight. He's had his injury problems, but he's at the peak of his career right now. Like, yeah, he'll probably even play 
bit play better even better next season or two but after that it's over i don't think the 76ers have any more time to waste you know and the yeah. league's talent is only going up yeah they weren't going to have to play the nets this year next year they're going to have to play the nets yeah this year like, they could they could have gotten the finals easy ticket mm-hmm but yeah, there's no time to waste for Philly, so I think they've given him enough chances. Obviously, we had um, we really had 2018. That was that was his quote unquote rookie season since he was injured all of 2017, right? Or was it something like that? I guess yeah, something think, like that. Yeah, I think it's 2017. Um, yeah, 2018 they lose to what? Yeah, they lose to the Celtics. Um, yeah. 2019 they have that big four that that shouldn't make the finals easy. Ben Simmons, Jimmy Butler, um, Tobias Harris, Joel Embiid. They lose to the Raptors oh, in heartbreaking. Kawhi Leonard. Kawhi Leonard. You know, I sat in front of my TV watching that game. What'd you say? Dude, I I had no words. I thought the game was going into overtime and that Philly was going to win it, you know? And I see Kawhi take that shot. I say, there's no way he makes Dude, it. Kawhi I'm, I'm sitting in... I'm sitting in the living room by myself, and I see the shot bounce, and then I see it go in. I just put my hands on my head, and I say, there's no way I just oh saw that. Oh, my gosh. Were you rooting for Philly? Um, I thought Philly had it that year, you know, um, because I was, I'm, I've been an OKC fan my whole life. It went out in the first round versus the Trailblazers. LeBron wasn't in the playoffs, obviously. So, um, and I... Do not like the Warriors whatsoever. Um, I thought Philly was going to win it last year. I mean, 2019. Yep. And then in 2020, going back to Ben Simmons, um, he was injured in the bubble. Still, Embiid was by himself versus the Celtics and got swept, I believe. Yeah, got swept. Yeah, there's no more time. It's time to get rid of Ben Simmons. We don't like Ben Simmons. If they can get a good value point guard, then I think they should absolutely do it too. Yeah. They need scores. I mean, but yeah, if, they really do. Yeah. If it was for CJ, I don't know. Because he's like a shooting guard. I don't, I don't know. He could run point guard, but I mean, I don't know. He's just not good enough. He's not at the level that Damian Lillard is. I, I would That'd be good. I wouldn't give it. On a championship-level team, C.J. McCollum is a third option, in my opinion. Yeah. I used to poss- I used to possibly think that he could be a second option, but after the past four years of watching the Trailblazers, it's clear that that combo just doesn't work, you know? Just, it just didn't work. But they, they still got in the playoffs. It's just championship. It just wasn't the move. Yeah, I mean, it's so hard to... But um, it's really hard to... To be good in the West just because of how many great teams there are. Um, obviously, they, I think the Blazers team peaked in 2019 with that run to the Western Conference Finals. They yes, went through OKC in the first round. They the went Nuggets. to Denver in the second round. Yep. And they met the Warriors in the Western Conference Finals. Um, obviously, Warriors they won the series. Yeah. But that's a peak for that team. They're not going to get further than that. There's no way. If they get lucky with seeding, that's the way they made the Western Conference Finals. I don't see them going any further than that. So if Portland dr- trades Dame, you think they should go and rebuild? Yeah, you're not winning in Portland. I'm sorry. Portland's a small market in the NBA. 
um, sadly, even though it's a beautiful city. I'd love to go there, you know. But um, it's a small market in the NBA. You're not attracting the big stars like L.A. or New York is. Um, yeah, you really got to... Um, if you trade Damian Lillard, Yusuf Nurkic said that he won't play for the Blazers if Dame yeah. leaves. So Nurkic is gone. You got to trade C.J. McCollum. Yeah, um, at that point you trade C.J. Yeah, and then you have a couple bad contracts. We don't know how much um, Norman Powell is going to ask for this offseason. Um, I think Carmelo Anthony is going to be back in free agency. Possibly, yeah. I'm not sure. But he could go always go to another contender. He's a great scorer off the bench. All-time legend. Um, so disrespected. But yeah, the Blazers definitely. Um, he's not winning a title in Portland, I'll tell you that. Yeah, I think he needs a title somewhere. You think you think he'll hit up the Lake Show? Um, I mean, we have to see the moves the Lakers make, but um, definitely, if you want to come in on the minimum contract, come off the bench, just give the scoring spark, you know, I'd love to see him in a Lakers jersey. Or, you know, maybe he'll go to the, the ISO gang, the Brooklyn Nets. Sure. So, so, if it, so what do you think the final's going to be? You think it's going to be Suns and Bucks, I'm guessing? Yeah, Suns and Bucks. So if we're gonna if we're gonna make that as if we're gonna make that assumption, I know you're a big Suns fan. Yes, sir. Um, we live here. We live here in the winning city of Phoenix, basically. Dude, Phoenix, the winning Arizona. city. <laughs> but um, it has to be the Bucks. You have to oh, realize the Suns. Oh, right. You have to realize the Suns didn't come into the season with championship aspirations. They wanted to make the playoffs. They wanted to be a better team than they have been in years yeah. prior since Steve Nash era, you know. Um and what they've done already is incredible. Um I would say that they've definitely overachieved. Some of their circumstances have helped them. Yeah, they overachieved this, most definitely. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And while they're a great team, um the Milwaukee Bucks have built a team for the specific goal of winning a championship. They fell short in 2018, they fell short in 2019. They fell short last year in embarrassing fashion. And then this offseason, they went into the luxury tax. You know, they got Drew Holiday, their third star. They created a great team. Um, the Bucks have to win this NBA championship. Giannis has to win this NBA championship. You think he'll take also, um, Definitely if he doesn't win, because we have to realize he was drafted in, like, 2014, right? Yeah. This is his eighth season. He hasn't won a championship. Well, look at yeah, Chris yeah, Paul. I mean, yeah, Chris Paul's circumstances are just so unfortunate. Yeah, I mean, yeah. Injuries, um, bad team play. It's never really been his fault, you know. You can't blame him. But Giannis, this is about to be his Giannis. eighth season. He hasn't been in the finals yet. Um, people want to say that he has a chance to be an all-time great. Um, look at it this way. LeBron carried the... Cavs to the finals in his fourth season in the NBA. He was 22 years old. Yes, sir. LeBron didn't end up winning his first NBA championship until his ninth season, but in that ninth season, that NBA championship appearance was his third. Giannis mm-hmm. is going into his eighth season. He has to have that championship appearance, and because of who he's playing, there's no excuse the Bucks don't win. 
And while the Suns are really good and the Bucks have suspect coaching because even though Coach Bud may have listened to the podcast and made those adjustments, oh, I, still, I, I still don't trust him 100%. If that's the final series, Milwaukee in six. It's understandable. What do you think? Um, about the series? Yep. It's really what we're heading it, to, you know. It's honestly like hard. I mean, to, you know, the Bucks are a great team. They're a really great team. They they almost people thought they were lost in the Nets. People were making assumptions early because the Nets were down two zero, and then making assumptions Bucks. about about Bonehoser, like getting fired and stuff. I still yeah. think he should be. He sucks. <laughs> stuff <laughs> like that, but. I think Suns and Suns and Seven has to be. You really think? I, so? I think I think they have too they have too much heat rolling in. Too I think they have all the momentum. Chris Paul, if he gets his first title, Devin Booker first title. You know, if he had the guys the first title, I think yeah, well, I, I see that happening. Wonderful. So I mean, yeah, I see that happening. I mean, man, I just don't know how I feel about that because but I, when it I comes see to the Bucks winning though, I could see him winning. Yeah, right because now. when it comes to defense, um, the only the only fear is that the Bucks are going to go back into drop coverage and then give Devin Booker and Chris Paul every mid range they could ever ask for. Um, but if they're not to do that, you know, you can have you can have like Yan. Okay, so he, wait, the first thing is yes, if the Bucks play the Suns, they do not want to play Brook Lopez because the Suns will feast on Brook Lopez. <laughs> so that means that they're gonna have, yeah they're gonna have to play Giannis at the five and I think that brings in Bobby Portis to play the four the power forward um yeah. that gives the Bucks great spacing offensively and if Giannis is a screen man and not the ball handler he's going to have a lot of success a lot of success on pick and rolls and just trying to dominate versus DeAndre Ayton I think Giannis has the athletic ability you think Giannis will be far. a um, I think he's gonna have to. Aiden's yeah. playing way too, way too good for Giannis and not to who's, take that. Who's gonna chance. guard D Book? You think it'll be Middleton? D Book's going to be guarded by Drew Holiday. Drew Holiday's the best on ball. So you think Chris Paul's gonna be on Middleton? Or you think Middleton's? Yeah, Middleton. Middleton's gonna take Chris Paul. Um, I think those are that's the best matchups that they've seen so far this season because um versus the Lakers um. D-Book barely saw any of LeBron. He didn't see AD. Um, they're getting guarded by Schroeder, Caruso, or KCP most of the time. Then for some Nuggets, you had, um, like, Monte Morris guarding one of them. Um, yeah. This series, this series, they've seen some great defenders. Um, Rondo off the bench, obviously Paul George. Um, but if you bring that Drew Holiday, Giannis, and Middleton trio to come defend... The Suns, I think that's the best defensive scheme to start, you know. Um, yeah, best best defensive scheme to face, probably. I mean, and if worse oh. comes to worse, you know, if worse comes to worse, you put Giannis on Devin Booker. I mean, yeah. Is Giannis a Giannis is a defensive player of the year? Yeah. Yeah, he is. If worse comes to worse, Devin Booker starts killing you. You put Giannis on Devin Booker. If oh. D-Book goes off for a 40-point trip double. Oh, my goodness. Don't even remind me about that game one series. <laughs> but, but, yeah. Um, 
Yeah. I I think the I think the Bucks have it. It'll be a great um series to watch. Yeah. Um, I think I'd be able to go to games because of how damn expensive the tickets would be. You know. Yeah, they're, they're a little expensive, yes, sir. <laughs> so, Nick, how much would you pay for um a ticket to one of those games? I'd probably I'd probably throw down like five hundred something like that. Five hundred. What if you pay five hundred just to sit in the nosebleeds all the way at the top? Oh, I mean, would I possibly, bro? I think I probably would. If yeah, it, I mean, just the, it, just the, the atmosphere. Experience. Like Suns fans, Suns fans are incredible. Yeah, I, I think that helped them through the playoffs. I think that's the that's the momentum they're riding off. Suns in four, dude. Yeah, <laughs> dude, they should have been Suns in Did four. Did people but... ever find him? Yeah, I think he did on Instagram or something. All right, that's cool. That's cool. I think. But uh, all right. the Bucks, all right, um, they'll probably win it. Who knows? Yep. With that, um, we're going to close today's podcast. You know, um, in a couple hours, going to be we're going to be having Suns and Clippers game five. We're, this could yes, possibly sir. be the last game of the series if the Suns are to win. Um, it's going to be a good game. I think the Clippers will come out with a chip on their shoulder. Probably a, um, a little too late, you know. Who's taking this game? But, I mean, I, I couldn't tell you, man. Both uh, teams. I have sons. Both, both teams surprise me so much. Like, the Clippers are so frustrating to watch. And, and the Suns are the best team in league history one night. And then the other night, they can't shoot to save their lives. So, yeah. We'll see. Um, big games but with that Dominic and I are going to wrap up the episode 2 of the winning program episode 2 yep the episode will probably be probably um, be named something like Paul George you you guys will see <laughs> you just PG you'll see, you'll see pandemic P nah nah it's playoff P he's going off tonight you know or, what? that's my that's my prediction or way out way tonight. off P way off P Nah, playoff P is coming tonight. Way off P. With that, we're gonna end the podcast. So thank you guys. Yeah, thank you for what. Thank you for listening, boys. It's been fun.